Steph, last episode, I think just by virtue of being like not in this fight, you might be our, our neutral party. So last episode, <laughs> you described the allure of the Darkling as a twisted ship. And I just love that. Can you tell us before we get going what it is you meant by that? Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. Yes, Sorry I to can. put you on the spot. <laughs> Here we go. 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 Um, the ship here is go. sailing. The twisted ship. So we have we, we have a skiff in the series, <laughs> um, and the skiff goes through darkness. Darkling as twisted skiff. Um, no, but what I was thinking of was how in a lot of YA, there is usually a shipping that happens um, between the female protagonist and um, some person with perhaps more power than mm. female character um at least at the get-go uh so I, don't know, I was kind of expecting that there would be a twist in that you know the darkling would turn out to be uh, a malicious higher power that she'd eventually have to fight but i mean i loved it uh, and i was all for it i just got right on board it's just like not only is it a super smart thing to say but it's also a pun which is yeah, I didn't realize that. So I'm so glad I asked you about that. We're all <laughs> just a little pun. Just a, totally a quick little pun for the start of our episode. We're all on board the <laughs> twisted ship uh, today because that's what we're talking what, about. What's like a ship sound? Is it like a? Can you do it again? Is that a truck? Do you know? Do you know a different ship sound? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're on the ship. I think it, I don't know. I'm a little more meh than, yeah, I'm on the meh than the eh, eh. Like a, like a lower register of like, I'm leaving. Uh, I think just the one. Yeah. But this doesn't matter. I'm not, anyway. I'm not really sure this will surprise you, but I don't have a, an opinion about ship sounds. Oh my (laughs) God. (laughs) Who are you? I know. Get out of here. This isn't, uh, this isn't the podcast for me. Man, Sam I gotta work on my sh- my ship sounds. <laughs> Sam's like, I was in it until the ship sounds. God damn. And then I and didn't then... stay any longer. Okay, so listeners, there are ship sounds and spoilers in this episode. And probably, there's already been swearing. I was gonna say probably swearing, but I've already done it. Your faithful Midwestern small male child with the potty mouth is back. Well, so do we want the uh, Midwestern child to introduce the show? <laughs> Uh, uh, right so we haven't introduced the show yet um technically correct technically correct okay (laughs) right we should do that uh sure sure yeah okay uh uh, should i uh, should i do it um yeah 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 oh okay yes this is all the ys uh that it's a podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, in theory, yep. did I did I do in it? In theory, you did it well. You Thank did you. it well. It's a podcast Perfect. for adults, both young and older. There it is. There we go. I'm Sam. Yes. I'm Sydney. Someone's got to say, yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, and, and I'm Steph. <laughs> Fantastic. But today we're going to focus on um, what we know about the Darkling post twist 
after the twist. Turns out he's our villain. Mm. Uh, spoilers if you haven't seen the show. <laughs> Big shockers. Uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's our villain. Well, it was a shock to some of us. That's right. That's um, right. Lest we forget. <laughs> lest we forget. Some of us were taken aback, mm. didn't accept it, mm-hmm. still might not accept it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It's so okay. That's... Reality is what you make it. It's fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many places I could go with that, but mm. too many Ooh, places. Yeah. A fork in the road. Choose the mm. right path, Sydney. Probably the right path is that I should start saying some of the things that I actually want to talk about today rather than going off with like, if reality is what I make it, what would it be? So yeah, let me... Let <laughs> it me would avoid. be a YA novel. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a YA novel. Like, I mean, that fork that's is really why tempting. we're here, right? Like, yeah. Let's just be, let's be real. <laughs> I thought Steph was leaning down the fork, but you were just burping away from no, your mic. Is that thanks right? Thanks for calling that out, Sam. <laughs> um, next time, I will uh, flavor the text with my belch. Yes. You know, we need, I, I, I we thought need I'd spare us all of that. More of the spice for you from Steph's esophagus. Mm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> we love Steph's esophagus. MVP. <laughs> I've never heard that before. You have a beautiful esophagus. A well, beautiful thanks. Esophagus. I put food in that. <laughs> it does its job oh, so my well. God. So in We Love Ben Barnes Part 2, uh, I wanted to kind of start off briefly. Is with- that the official title? Do we, <laughs> we decide on that? Can we make it the official title? Steph uh, has all the power. You change you change the anchor site. I think that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> the anchor of the twisted ship is it's Ooh, dropped real hard baby. in this yes. episode. Oh boy. Yeah. Don't say hard. I know. Oh no. We have to oh, God. edit that. Jesus. I stepped yeah. in it. Christ. Okay. <laughs> we gotta edit all of this. Mal fans, by the end of the episode we will say something probably that will somewhat make you happy. Um we will do Probably our best. not. Mm. Possibly I mean, not. We'll say but things. We'll try. We'll try. We'll, yeah, we things. can at least say that we mention Mal, and yes. it's not with malice, so Ooh, to speak. It's the more puns. so. Oh, here she is with She's her back. esophagus. She's back yeah. with the esophagus. <laughs> the pun factory. Okay. The one with Sydney, the esophagus. Sydney, I, yeah. I know, I know that you want to talk about comedy. I, can't I, know I do. That you want I... to talk about comedy and Ben Barnes. Yes, I do want to talk about comedy and Ben Barnes. It's not a lot of thought, but it's this. I can't live. Oh my god! I'm trying so hard. We're All right. Well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steamroll ahead. Yeah. Okay, so yes. I want to touch on some of the lines that Ben Barnes gets that, in which he gets to actually be funny because it's so yeah. rare yeah. that he gets mm. any funny lines. Yeah, mm. well, because he's got to be like the dark brooding villain. Like he's right. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's the villain, and we should say briefly that we should talk about his uh, "Make Me Your Villain" speech. Oh yeah, we definitely will because I have I have a lot of thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure you do. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. wait. Mm-hmm. Um. But, but before we get to the make me your villain part, let's talk about the times that he does get to be the funny villain. Um, so in episode six, right, uh, for those of you who haven't watched the show recently, uh, everybody is on the run or on the hunt in uh, episode six, right? Because right. thanks to Bagra and scattered. her, 
But they've all scattered, right? right? Because thanks to Bagra and her oil painting reveal. Oh, yeah. uh, Right. (laughs) Make of that what you will. Irrefutable evidence. Irrefutable evidence. needs one of those. Yeah, Yeah, that's Couldn't have been painted yesterday, but I won't get into it. No. Um, Sydney is not... I am not not convinced. about that. No, okay. No. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, Alina knows who Alexander really is. So at this point in time, Kerrigan is pursuing the crows because he thinks they've stolen Alina. Um, And after he encounters the crows and they escape, uh, he goes back to like the carriage he came in. David looks at uh, Alexander and puts up a finger. And (laughs) Ben Barnes says, you don't need to put... Yes, David. <laughs> yes. And that's, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite exchanges in this series. The whole um, series? I, I mean, it feels like a hot take, but yes, like, <laughs> probably. I mean, I'm, I'm probably sure I, I'm going to say that like a thousand times in the course of this podcast. Okay, But okay. like, for right mm-hmm. now, for now, it's, it's, my the, it's the time. It's the place. It's the favorite of the moment. Right. It's that finger. Yes. yes. Yeah. And yes. then there's like another time when he gets to do that. In, and this is super dark funny is when um, they are on the ship in episode eight. Right. They've they've gone into the fold. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ivan just like takes out and kills like all of these ambassadors that are there. Bye. Uh, and, right. And this is after, you know, BB has given his whole like, join me in the future speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so, you know, they're like, no, we don't want to do that. And so Ivan takes him out, and Ben Barnes just says, shame, I'll have to give that speech again now. <laughs> <laughs> I love when they just let him be... It's not exactly a funny line, um, but it, it closes episode six, I think. He says something like, Orphans of Karemzin reunited yeah. again. Yes. Adorable. And I it's know. not funny. But it's, it is it, kind of funny. It is funny, because he's just being an asshole. <laughs> It's just kind of... Well, I think he's jealous, right? Like, he's jealous that it isn't him. Is he jealous, though? Or is he just pissed off because he's been trying to separate them this whole time Mm. because it allows him to manipulate Alina more easily, and he's Mm. just pissed off that, like, now he has to go back and give the whole damn speech again. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That sucks. He's got to do all that work again. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll never really be able to say yay or nay on either. And that's why he's such a good character. Right. Well, we might be able to say yay or nay when we get to the books. Oh. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'm trying not to let that inform, right, my my reading of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I do want to say I do think that some of it is about her as she exists. Hmm. Some of it... Like, there's a lot about the scenario that, for him, is about her as she is. Mm. Now, <laughs> I am not saying that's good or okay, right? Because he's saying, well, if you won't be my partner, then I'm going to control you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm obviously, listener, please do not think that I am saying that that is okay. Um, you know, his number one goal is still, is still- like... That rhetoric, though, it carries through even after Alina has run away, even mm. after it's been revealed that he is the villain. This rhetoric of, like, it's going to be us. Right, right. And he holds out his hand, yeah. and he says, now there's just us. We are all we need. Right. Mm-hmm. We are all we need. It is so, so... It's like a horror movie. Like, in my my head as I'm watching this is like... Dee, 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 dee. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah. all it's all the horror alarm bells just like ringing, ringing, ringing. Yeah, ah, uh, yeah. Sam, 
the part when he talks about, I, I'm not sure if this is to Mel or to Alina. I think it's to Mel, but he's talking about time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's when the horror factor is set in for me. It's definitely like, horror. It's like, it's just going to take 50 or so years and we're going to mm-hmm. live forever. And she'll forgive me then. Uh, that is just terrifying. It's so, it's so much horror. Think I I think that's why it's a really really smart portrayal of mm. um, of an emotionally abusive partner. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, the way that he systematically separates her, the way that he systematically undermines her confidence, makes her rely on him, um, and then always this make me your villain, never accepting responsibility. It's mm-hmm. always her fault. It's so nefarious and it's so well done. Um, And I think he's a phenomenal villain because he's powerful and scary in all the ways that fantasy villains should be. But he's Mm. also, he's also for money, like very, um, it's about their relationship. Like he's very relationally, imperpersonally nefarious. Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And here we are, scared and aroused (laughs) once again. (laughs) It all leads back to those two key phrases, <laughs> except for Sydney. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm still not sure I'm scared. Uh, exactly. I mean, I was with you on the rescue scene. I wasn't scared during the panty dropper scene. I was just like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yep, this is good. This is good. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, obviously, like, I'm not going to sit out here. <laughs> I'm not going to sit out really? here with a picket sign really? that says the dark one is the best, but I will. I will sit out there with a picket sign that says Ben Barnes is the best, for sure. <laughs> you can take that All I bank. heard was best, but that's it. <laughs> ben Barnes yeah, is yeah. the best. One more time for the people in the back. Just say it again. Say it again. If we've learned nothing else from this podcast... It's just that we're saying that Ben Ben Barnes is the best. I almost choked and said Ben Barnes has the best. But anyways, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. okay. I mean, yeah. uh, we yeah. love you, BB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we love you, BB. Never change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really sorry that I've used your name in the same sentence <laughs> like many times already as abusive and tyrannical. Um, but also like sorry, not sorry, because every time he does something in his real life person, it just makes me matter because he seems to be this like genuinely decent talented person so he had to go i know but like that's a different thing no he had to be decent whatever (laughs) oh ben barnes he drops an album that he wrote all himself adorable (laughs) anyways we don't need to go into this i feel like i just he makes me mad it frustrates me so i'm sorry if you want the outtakes if you want the outtakes If you enjoyed this podcast. Anyways, yes. you're really good at being a villain. Well done, yes. you. you. The best job. You have done a great job. You are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. anyways. 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 Um, yeah, I don't know. This is, like, maybe another thing that we don't need to get into. Um, because well, it'll probably just expose things about me that I'd rather not have exposed. Oh, no. Like, rip off the Band-Aid. Turn up the volume. We're already there, Sydney. Like, we meet us. Meet us at the level. I mean, no impulse control. Come on. No. All right. Well, okay. In that case, um, (laughs) I actually read the Make Me Your Villain, I suppose, a little bit differently. Ah. Yeah. I personally read it as more... um, More sympathetically? Yeah, more sympathetically. 
Are we surprised? Um, no. Are we disappointed? Yeah, perhaps. Uh, Sydney should be scared, but isn't. Ta-da! Um, yeah. Yeah, I read it. <laughs> I read it a little more sympathetically. Um, and I guess I read it that way, too, because I started thinking, I am the villain, right, in other people's stories. What? Or, no. Like, I, I can think of at least one time in my life, right, when... When I was the villain in someone else's story, um, and you know, I don't, I don't think this is like a hot take. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a very bad person, right? Like, I'm kind to other people. <laughs> this is the portion of the podcast when we reassure Sydney that what she is not is a villain. <laughs> and genuinely, no, you're not. You're not a bad person. <laughs> I appreciate that. As we've established, you are not the villain. <laughs> Steph, on the other hand, though, <laughs> jury's still out. <laughs> See, I told you. There it is. Oh, the laughter. No, yeah. No, oh no, there it is. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I just read that line a little differently because it made me start thinking about how it made me think about my life and you know thinking about the narrative of my life and how my life is intersected with other people's, right? And so. Yeah, so so I suppose I was bringing that perspective to it. But yeah, he really, like, he, I mean, he claims being the villain at that point. But he doesn't. He, mm. okay, Ms. is just quibbling over things, and like, this is why we like what we do, which right. is quibbling over the way that words are positioned in relation to other words. But like, mm. I would say that he doesn't. I, mm. He doesn't claim that position of the villain. He, he says, fine, make me your villain, as if, like, mm. she's in the wrong for doing it. Poor him. Boo-hoo. He's going to accept it because he's been put into this position. And, like, what's he going to do? We're not hearing his side of things. Hmm. Okay. Well, then maybe maybe I'll amend my statement to say that he really leans into it at this point. He does. He does. Uh, Steph, I can, see your, I can see it in your eyes. I, you, <laughs> I can see it in your eyes that you have a hot take on make me your villain. I really really love that choice of words just um i i had a thought and it farted (laughs) my thought farted away hold on uh it's coming back wumpus it wumpus wumpus it back steph okay okay. Uh, come on esophagus yeah he says says, make me your villain don't fail us now oh oh ah oh oh here it is here it is here it is (laughs) So, so my favorite villains are the ones whose principles are solid. Their ideas of mm. what they want to see happen and come to fruition. They're gonna, they're gonna make them happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of villains have such structured principles, you know, that they want to see happen, but, but they don't care about any other opinion. And it makes mm. you think about mm. how everyone really does think they're making the right, right choice for themselves in a particular moment. And that, to me, is always kind of horrifying to think about, Mm -hmm. um, as well as comforting, because we're all just trying to make the best choices that we can based on our experiences and what we're feeling on a certain day Mm -hmm. and what we have at our disposal. Um, And his character is doing that too, right? He wants to have Grisha not be persecuted. He wants them to be in a position of power and not be hunted the Mm -hmm. way that they are in Shuhan territory. And I think on the western part of the map and yeah, northern right. as well with the, the Fjordans, I think that's super interesting. And so by telling her, make me your villain, he's just kind of accepting that, you know, what you aren't seeing 
you aren't seeing my side of the story and my side of the story to me is correct and therefore right. I suppose in your eyes I'm the villain but here we are let's just keep going forward because I'm the one in the position of power right now and that to me it 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 just carries into real life in so many yeah. ways mm-hmm. yeah but you were saying Sydney in terms of narratives intersecting and what points actually cross yeah I think that's definitely coming through in that scene too mm-hmm. um, and with Sam too he's absolutely gaslighting her I think in that moment making her rethink wait am I am I not seeing your side yeah like am I not seeing your side right, am right. I not giving you your due justice exactly right yeah like that's the trick though I actually wrote down a bunch of mm. her lines um, because I thought they were phenomenal yes, this yes. is this is episode seven she says you spun all this guilt around the sins of your father there was no father basically like you didn't tell the whole truth mm-hmm. um oh yeah yeah and then she says I could have made Grisha safe but you never gave me the choice. You don't care who suffers as long as you win. And he says, fine, make me your villain. And in all caps, I have written down next to that, bitch, please. (laughs) 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 Uh, But but, yeah, like these these encompass a whole sequence, I think, of really phenomenal um, reasons why he's, in my opinion, wrong. Like maybe why he might want to think about why Alina might see him as the villain. Right. As opposed to feeling like, oh, poor me, poo poo. I'm not representing your position accurately, Sydney. I can, I can know, I can tell. That I'm, not. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I'm here to represent it. <laughs> I am here to represent it as uh, as long as the day is. <laughs> I also and thought, the night too. Yeah, day and night. <laughs> I also thought. Uh, I, I guess I'll say I didn't find the scene, I think it's the opening sequence of episode 7, mm. where we get the Darkling's backstory. I didn't find the sequence very compelling. Um, and I think if I, it had been more compelling to me, I would have been more likely to have been on board with doing the, like, let's think about where he's coming from thing. Maybe. Yes? Yes. Sydney. Oh, oh yes, Sydney. <laughs> David has a finger. <laughs> To raise your finger. What? what how exactly yeah, does he uh, do it? You don't have to put. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So David has a finger. David. Um, yes. Please, yeah. David. I don't. Again, like I don't think this is spoilers, but I do want to say that his backstory uh, about who he was, like pre being the Darkling, um, that was completely invented for the That's show. So interesting. Yeah, and I think the reason. Well, we do like we do get more of his backstory in the books, and it's sort of hinted at, I think, uh, at certain points in the series. But we get more in the books that I think provides a better explanation for how this person, uh, like, what went into this person's mind, what went into the making of this person's being, in mm-hmm. terms of just his singular focus on Grisha mm-hmm. being in positions of power. Mm-hmm. But that is his only focus. Mm-hmm. His singular concern is Grisha and how they are treated mm-hmm. and how they are seen. He doesn't have, like, eyes for anything else. Um, and and that even complicates, like, it comes up it comes up in, in sort of small moments. And, you know, here again is, like, the beauty of Ben Barnes and his chemistry. <laughs> uh, um, but, like, it comes up in one particular moment in episode five, I think, at the Winter Fate, like, before Alina does her demonstration, he walks up to the king and queen and the queen says to him something like, um, 
oh yes, there's always been a certain quaintness about mm. the little palace. Mm-hmm. And just through like subtle movements of his arms and <laughs> flicker up, like the flicker of his eyelids, mm. like Ben Barnes makes it clear that the Darkling is like deeply offended by this comment. <laughs> we've also heard, I think he says to Alina, we've heard him say, I think the Grand Palace is, is the, the... Oh yeah. Yes. He said the Grand Palace is the ugliest building I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And then, and it's true. Like, I mean, he, to this point, he talks about how he built the little palace, right? As this sort of safe haven. Is that yeah. true, though, for Grisha, though? Or is it, like, just for his pride? Hmm. Well, I guess I think it could be both. Uh, but I do think in his mind, in his mind, he thinks that it's partly or mostly for the Grisha. Maybe then partly for himself. As long as he gets to make all their decisions. Yes, as yeah. long as he's in the mm-hmm. driver's seat. Oh, and that scene that you referenced where she comes in early, it's the big demonstration, yeah. the fate. The look in his eyes. Yeah. How how do you <laughs> how do you interpret that look? Um, uh, no, because I I think you probably know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> no surprises. I saw this as like that wasn't how I wanted it to be. Like mm. there was a there was a kind of malice in his eyes, like that's not how I wanted it. That's not how I planned it. And mm. then then he says something like, you look lovely and such and such. Yeah, he says, like, he says, you were supposed to come in escorted by palace guards. And then he pauses mm. and says, you look lovely, by the way. You know, or, or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's, for me, that's so crucial. Like, those mm-hmm. are, that's a crucial pause. There's crucial lines, a crucial pause in between those two lines, and yeah. a, a crucial yoking between those two sentiments. Um mm-hmm. I just, like, can't let them go when I think about his character. Yeah. 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 Well, one thing I wanted to bring forward was I've talked to others about the sequence when um, it's they're about to... Uh, they being Alina and mm. Alexander are about to have a sexual relations in the wall <laughs> room, which is wondrous. Oh yeah, woohoo! <laughs> and the the sexiest part of that scene is that he asks again mm. for her consent. He does, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's such an important moment, and it's very sexy, and it's great. But I also think it's like very creepy too, mm-hmm. mm. um, because. We've been talking about his manipulative tendencies, where through the relationship, he's constantly trying to make her feel like she has a say in it, a choice in it, um, which I later think becomes apparent when uh, when Alina finally, you know, understands what's going on. And she says, you never mm-hmm. gave me a choice in mm-hmm. this. You never did. But throughout their entire relationship up to that point, we've been under the impression through Alina's eyes that there had been this kind of consensual coming together Mm. um, emotionally, Mm -hmm. mentally, principle-wise, and uh, almost physically, Mm. which I think is so interesting. Um, And again, once again, very complicated. Mm -hmm. Loved watching it. (laughs) (laughs) Have loved watching it in the iterative sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, so, so I, I, I feel like I that think whole... we should just talk about that whole sequence, right? Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Sure. Let's yeah. just talk about. I really want to like slow it down, pick it apart. Um, yeah. Oh, let's slow it down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, shazzy. I mean, I. Oh, slow track. 
Do I want to confess to the listeners um, how, like, how many rewatches I've been through on that? Oh, give us a guess. Best guesstimate? I don't know, guys. I'm not sure. (laughs) Fine. Keep your secrets. Yeah, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep that one to myself. (laughs) All right, we'll just say ten. Yeah, I think I think ten's a great number. I think that's a great number. Um, okay, so you know, on on rewatch number nine, um, I noticed <laughs> that when like when they're coming together in the war room and they're mm. flirting, mm. they're having this banter. You notice you notice that their shadows are coming together. Ooh. Uh, okay, so like, should we should we maybe act it out a little bit? For me, I think we could possibly do it. <laughs> alas, alas, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. You won't get yeah. to see. You won't get to see this. Yes, alas, <laughs> listeners, you don't get to see this. But I will try my best. I think we really need to lean into the character, though. Who is Alina? Am I Alina or are you Alina? Mm. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, which one would you rather be? I don't know. I think maybe for the purposes of this demonstration, I don't really know what's. I don't really know what's happening. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, I guess I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on, so I should be Alina. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a really good point. Um, you don't know what's going on, so I should be Ben Barnes, because uh, I know what's happening, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. You make the rules, you know what's happening, you're Ben Barnes. Okay, great. All right, so, hi, everyone, I'm Alexander. Oh, um, hi. Oh, hey. Okay, but so, all right, here, we, here we go, Sam. Okay, so, okay, like, I'm ready. we, all right, so, like, you're yeah. Alina. Yeah. So, you're, like, walking around the war room table, and you're, like, fiddling with something on the desk, right? Penal and point. there's light, yeah, there's light coming yep. in from this direction, okay. and then, wait, uh. Wait, which direction? Like, behind us? Ugh, behind I guess them? It's sort of, I guess it's sort of the side, to the side of them, because, like, so, all right, we're seeing their profile, so, like, what is front, what is back? <laughs> True north. <laughs> 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 uh we haven't even talked about that yet okay good go on yeah yeah we haven't really talked about mal that much either yeah sorry not sorry <laughs> about that guy i feel bad okay keep going ben barnes here All we right. go ben barnes yeah, is taking yeah, yeah ben yeah. barnes is taking the reins again okay yes okay so light is coming from one direction pick your front pick your back yeah. um, uh, right and <laughs> is this sexy <laughs> The I'm scene feeling is, it. I'm feeling it. The, the scene, scene is, is pick yep, your right. front, pick your back. I, I don't think that I play a sexy Ben Barnes, but that's just my opinion. Um, because, you know, who other than BB himself could? But we take rest. Where's that greatly. light coming from, Sydney? Yeah. Tell me where so that light, light's coming from. The light the is blasting? coming. We're going to say that the light is coming from the front. Okay. And, nice. and then, right? Nice. And so, the like, what happens This is going great. Is that this is going great. <laughs> the light great. casts a shadow right on the wall that's like behind them next to them and as they are slowly moving closer to each other their shadows start coming together before they do oh, oh you have just huh. authorized a rewatch number we don't even know <laughs> i know <laughs> i'll have to go for a number 11 oh yeah oh yeah yeah steph you go for that number 11 <laughs> gladly <laughs> so yeah so their shadows so their shadows come together before they do uh, what does that tell us about the relationship <laughs> about the unsee the fold Ooh. oh no that's much more sexual than I thought it would be <laughs> <laughs> oh god I'm sorry no, 
fell we accidentally it. took it there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have, like, very distilled intelligent thoughts about it. I have... Um, you mean you have, like, an interpretation of, of the light and the dark? Yeah, right? Because it's like, you know, like, there's the light, there's the shadow. Why is it there? It's like, it's the light. Like... <laughs> Uh-oh. We have an apparat. The apparat has arrived. Ah, <laughs> uh, the robes came off at some point. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, okay, okay so... Yeah, so, okay, you've got the two of them there. Uh, The penumbra of their love. (laughs) All right, I I guess I suppose I wanted to say some things that might speak too much to themes in the book. So, Mm, okay, yeah, maybe I should pause on those. But, yeah, I suppose for me, uh, yeah, they're, like, kind of going off of what Steph was saying. Like, they're coming together as one. Mm, And before they actually do. Yes, before they actually do. The shades of themselves coming together before their physical forms. Right. Uh, that's great. I mean, for the purposes of science and <laughs> academia education, um, I'll just watch it again. <laughs> the apparat needs to watch again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Robes off. Absolutely. Robes. Robes optional. Uh, where to go from here? Um. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, good. Now um, I need the apparatus on a Segway. Going through the library with his finger through. up. Um, you want a book? Excuse me. Did someone order Faith? Have you um, ever thought about what light is? It's going to come up a lot for us. It um, is. I, I totally agree with the comments and the questions about consent in this situation. Um, can you consent in this situation? And I think the show, well, I'll just say that I think the show, the show's point of view is that this is a consensual encounter that they're mm. having um, mm. in the map room. Like, I think, I think it's totally justified to ask questions like, well, how could you consent in a situation in which you don't have all the information, in a situation in which this man controls the entire household. Right. Um, but I think that line that they have him say, like, are you sure, or, or whatever, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's primarily, like, so yeah, that... right. So that there's there's that. Because otherwise it would be super creepy, right? Like, without it, without that line... I mean, right. It's without still, the consent. Whatever. Yeah. It's still sexy. I know. But, with, mm. but without it, without it, it would be so much easier to read that scene as being creepy. Because we wouldn't have any indication otherwise that this hasn't been mm. a part of his master plan all along and she is I suppose we could still wonder about him giving her the option to say no no I'm not sure I'm not interested mm-hmm. maybe that never really was an option he says that he's going to give her that option but if we are going to say in this moment that he was actually admitting her agency as a human right and then like giving her the choice to say no I think that's the show's point of view like it's not as creepy as it yeah. would be if this had been presented as an entirely entirely calculated um move on his part so mm-hmm. i don't know we still have the malcorst irises but yeah uh, yeah <laughs> yeah david david has a finger yes david has another finger um with more behind the scenes so oh uh yeah so i'll take us behind the scenes again okay so <clears throat> I, I i love bts I know. All right, they're, so... they're a great group I see you setting the scene. (laughs) Setting the scene out there for listeners who have listened, who have watched this uh, episode zero times or a thousand times. Um, Like in the scene in the warmer, might like the shadows come together as we talked about, and you know, Alina and the Darkling start getting hot and heavy. 
uh, I start drooling over how sexy a kisser Ben Barnes is. Their bodies and... are just like butter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am here for it. Um, God, we gotta, we gotta take this out before this thing rolls. Like, um, <laughs> Anyway, they're getting into it. He asks for consent. We love it. Uh, she love says yes. We love to see it. We love they keep to going. See it. Love to see that. And then they're interrupted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we ben hate Martin's to see it. We, we hate, hate to see, see that. We hate to um, see it. Oh, <laughs> ben Barnes, like, walks over, um, finds out that news, which is very disturbing, right? Because Marie, who's been standing oh, in, who's been Marie. disguised, I know, as Alina, has been killed. Dead Marie. Uh, quite brutally. Rip Marie. Yeah, um, and he cut, like, so he then walks back to Alina and says, basically, like, he doesn't tell her what's happened, but he says, like, I have to go deal with something. Tell right? me, Sydney, tell me that he <laughs> improvised this. If Sam, you, if, Sam! If you tell me that he improvised this, my heart might not be able to take it. Um, okay, but, so I gotta yeah. get on my defibrillator <laughs> because, like, oh, I, I'm gonna need it. Because, oh. right, okay, so, like, Alina and the Darkling kiss. They get interrupted. He walks over. He comes back. Tells her he has to leave. He exits the frame, mm. and then he did improvise it. Ugh. <laughs> he strides back into the frame and just starts kissing her again with like such feeling. He did. Oh my, he did. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, and that's unfortunate because that's kind of the best part. Oh my god. I know. I know. But all that is to say, like, all that is to say, Ben Barnes, we know that you're a good person. And a good kisser. And such a good kisser. And a yeah. good artist, right? We're going to focus wow. on the good artist part, right, in case we ever meet. Are we, though? Mm. Uh, well, uh, we're going to try. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, he improvised that um, <laughs> because he wanted wow. to find a way to make it more tender and more spontaneous and, and to, like, let us know that he's caught up in it, too, right? Okay. Mm. Well... Well, well, tender hooks. This is new information for me, and I need to digest it. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm taking a kind of like a moment of silence. I just need a moment of silence here. A moment of silence for the improvised keys. I know. I know. <laughs> but but also. But also, it's just another way to manipulate. Don't bring me down, Steph. Uh, and maybe it's just... <laughs> Here comes the hammer. Damn it. I mean, but isn't it just another way to manipulate? And maybe it's just my trust issues <laughs> coming out on the podcast? <laughs> well, let me let me put it this way. Um, I don't know that Ben Barnes intended for it to be just another way for the Darkling to manipulate her. We'd have to get direct evidence. We should ask him. Yeah, I think that I think that he meant in what I read. Like, I think he meant it to be tender. Sam, yeah, Ben Barnes, if you're listening, tell us all about it. Yes, Ben Barnes, we would love to hear from you. Send us your instructions. Yep. <laughs> what What were your thoughts on the Darkling's emotions? Uh, was the Darkling actually supposed to be in love for a moment or were you going into his manipulative side i actually have thoughts about this no one is surprised (laughs) while i have read him yeah no one's surprised i have read him very much uh one-sidedly as being um, manipulative etc etc and i do think that time when he says oh this is this is so distracting (laughs) (laughs) that time that he says are you watching it right now (laughs) 
Um, I may, I may or may not be. Uh, okay, so it focuses. The scene focuses like on his face, and then it flashes to hers. Oh, Sam's poor brain. And she's like, holy shit. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, words. Yeah, this is good practice. Can I keep speaking intelligently when this is going on in the background? You can. You can do it. You can, in fact. I'm feeling very hot and <laughs> sweaty right now. Butter, right. butter. The scene, yeah, the scene where they kiss for the first time and he looks her and he says, few things surprised uh, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I read that scene as sincere. Like, one could read it as more manipulation, but I, re- I read it as him being genuinely surprised by her. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole kiss scene that we've talked about, although he has that whole, I will please you with the sneaky irises strategy, which, like, don't do it, Ben Barnes, just say no. I still read that scene and his motivations as being, as being like, he doesn't think of her as, as just a pawn. Right. Maybe even in just that moment. Hmm. Yeah. I'll just say that I look forward to discussing this more once we've all read the books. Oh. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I was just thinking more about like the question of whether that is a genuine action. Huh. Well, okay. I haven't read the books. So, I'm just flying blindly here, but there's like <laughs> there's really no way to know, really. Like can it be genuine for him if love is predicated on complete control? Yeah. I would yeah. say no, but that mm. doesn't mean that he doesn't think it is. Correct. And, like, that's the problem. Um, yes, right. That's the issue. Therein yeah. lies yeah. the rub. Yeah. That's, there it is. Um, Steph, what were you <laughs> What were you going to add? I, like, I completely ran you over with my train of, of Ben Barn thoughts there. I, I, I had nothing but uh, titillating feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I've stopped actively sweating at this point. I'll just, I'll just say that. Yeah, maybe yes. maybe next time we record, uh, Sam and I won't be in the same room so that if I pull up a, a scene from Shadow and Bone and I just decide to watch it, you know, I'll be the only one affected. I, I won't be distracted beyond all, beyond all reason. Yeah. Oof. Um, okay. take ourselves maybe we should be take ourselves in a more mal direction um Boo. because we want people listening to this was that a uh, ship that's my ship sound <laughs> sam was that a ship Boo. it's finally come forward is it real it's happening oh. it's happening oh yeah it's very realistic <laughs> you just have um, to think of mal and you can do it and then there you can do it yep <laughs> but we want like we know that there are some mal fans out there right and we want <laughs> Um, we Uh-oh. want this podcast to We have to not been catering the to the Malfans. <laughs> no. Okay, okay, okay. I'm here. The fair question, like, are there Malfans? I do think there are. All right. Here's the thing. I know that I need to be a Malfan. Right. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. He has all the boxes ticked. He's there for her. He tracks her down when she's needing help. I'll always find you. True North. She likes to spend time with him. (laughs) She likes to spend time with him. Interesting. Interesting. Interestingly enough, she wants him around. Yes. She writes him lots of letters. She feels comfortable with him. Yes. He's a beefcake if we're getting down to brass tacks. (laughs) Get us down to those brass tacks stuff. 
a beefy boy. (laughs) (laughs) He has some really nice shirt off scenes. He has an excellent workout regimen. Uh, Good for Archie Renault. Yeah, good for good good for him. Mm -hmm. Well done, Arch. He's like, good job. He's really eating those Wheaties. (laughs) Yeah, eating your Wheaties. what it's come to <laughs> eat your weenies <laughs> yeah 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 you know i guess it's in episode seven it's either six or seven i think no wait it's four i'm totally wrong um which okay so it's not episode six or seven it's four mm-hmm. um but that in my mind is a very mal-focused episode so um, again, for it, the listeners. That's the episode where he's tracking the stag, right? Right, exactly. So okay. it begins yeah. with that. Um, it, the show title, or the episode title is called Otskazatsia. That is the word I can never get. Is that is that the stag? No, it's the name for the people who don't have Grisha powers. Okay, then uh, it's like Muggle or something. Yes. A mundane. Okay, it's all, it's all coming together for me now. Yep, all right, right that makes right. sense. Yep, okay. Yes. Okay, so at the end of our Otskazatsia Mall episode, right, mm. like, at the end I'm not of that even going to attempt it. Yep. <laughs> we see nope. We see Mal getting like he's he's like a flashback and there is that moment. Well, so he has to get stitches um and then he gets the stitches he's put in the brig and there's a moment when like they, you know, are in their cells next to each other and they're like catching up uh and he shows her his hand hmm. which is like bandaged, right? And everything and it's very sweet, you know, because she says she shows him her scar and says like we match right and they do uh you know and i think that they i think they like increase the significance of that significance of that scene by then switching to the like fast forwarding to the present time right to the erasure to the moment when alina has genya erase that scar uh Mm. are those two scenes sort of like the sequence they're stitched together yes Mm. yeah exactly yeah, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. that's the sequence. Um, and right, I think the thing about that is, well, I think in the future we might be able to talk more about the ways that the Darkling and Alina match. Mm. But Mal and Alina, like again, to give them their due, they match too. But like as I've been rewatching, I like, and I'm thinking to myself, get on the Mal train, Sydney. <laughs> you know, like I noticed these small. I was, I was more in the frame of mind to notice these small moments so what we what we haven't really gotten mm. to yet hashtag uh yep. is that is that dialogue with the darkling that mal has mm. mm-hmm. that's the dialogue yeah. that steph brought up where they're in the tent earlier yes yeah i think that's the dialogue that you were referring to earlier steph right yeah mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so um or sorry that you were referring to yeah that i was referring to someone was referring to sam it. Okay, right. I think, so to be clear, I, I had texted Sydney um, yesterday because I was doing a rewatch and said, ugh, there's such good dialogue in episode seven, uh, including that, the tent scene. And I think I must have said, like, this is the best dialogue in the whole series um, for me. And uh, not necessarily, like, the best dialogue objectively, but just, like, for me, right, it was the best you. dialogue. Yeah, um, and and I then I didn't tell you what it was. Um, right, I asked which dialogue. Yeah, yeah, no. So um, that's not the dialogue that I was referring to. Yeah. Uh, the dialogue for me that has some of the best lines. Well, uh, it's the dialogue. Um, is it, it is in episode seven, and okay. uh, it, but it doesn't involve Mal, and it okay. doesn't involve Alina. 
Um, it doesn't involve Kerrigan, so it's, <laughs> yeah, I know, so it's not necessarily relevant to our discussion, air quotes, discussion about Mal. <laughs> okay, will it be relevant to our next episode? Uh, it will, yeah. Or maybe the one after that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Whenever we talk about the crows, it's it's crow dialogue. Fascinating. Yeah. Oh, yes, I think I know which scene it is. Inej and Kaz? Yeah. Yeah, I actually started on my rewatch this time. I actually started tearing up. Um, I know I had like Ben Barnes style welled up tears in my eyes uh, <laughs> Interesting. During, during that scene. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, um, stuff to think about. Put a pin in it for, for whenever we talk about the Chris. Yeah, we'll put a pin in that for sure. Next time. Yeah. True confessions with Sam. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so again, <laughs> to try to take us down a mal turn. Sure. Um, we're still trying. We're still trying. I've rerouted Lenny, us at every turn. No, it's pro <laughs> The GPS is like, take a U-turn. Um, well, let me say briefly. <laughs> Turn into the lake. The root. Exactly. Proceed to the root. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me say briefly that I thought the Mal and Darkling dialogue was fascinating. Mm. Right? Um, mm-hmm. And the, the Mal and Darkling fight scene like mm-hmm. at the, in the final episode of the show. I am not personally a fight scene person, but like... Ugh. That was doing it for me. Yeah. In episode eight. Exactly. In episode eight. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love, yeah. So I love the lines that the Darkling says in the tent in episode seven to Mal. So again, for listeners, like Mal and the Darkling are finally having their like kind of, they're having their first it's their showdown. showdown. It's mm-hmm. their little showdown of like, I know who you are and you know who I am. And so like now we can really get into it. Um, um, you read my oh. letters and that's not cool. And that is not cool. And so <laughs> the Darkling says, yeah, the Darkling just like casually drops that. And he says to Mal, I don't need to kill you now. Time is going to do it for me. And then Mal says to the Darkling in episode eight, um, when they're in the fold and they're like fighting on the sands and Alexander's monsters, like the monsters that he created, uh, are looming above them. Mal says to him, I don't need to kill you. Your past will do it for me. Mm. Right. And then the, the Volker descend on him. And that parallelism is just so good. Mm. Um, I hadn't yeah, thought about but, that. Mm. Yeah. But I guess like, I guess, again, hot take coming in here with my flowers in the field perspective. Boop, boop. Um, I guess I think there are some things that the Darkling says in the tent in episode seven that I think are true, right? Like he calls Mm. out Mal for not appreciating Alina, right? But Mal doesn't know that she's the Sun Summoner. Like, what is he not appreciating? That, like, should he have been interested in her romantically? I guess it's just like not thinking that she's special. I don't think that's fair. Really? Well, but Mal himself says, right? Like, he says, I'm sorry it took me so long to see you. I thought he meant that romantically. Mm. Oh, romantically. Yeah. Romantic styles. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Because it's, he um, saw her as a best friend, and he calls her his little friend around his buddies. Mm. She is his sort of, like, the little friend from Karamzin. Yeah, and then they almost have a kiss, um, and she wanted a kiss. And Mal was like, meh, it's just friend time. <laughs> And he looks away, and she looks very disappointed, and then letters happen. Right. <laughs> and he's like, oh, true north. Huh. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, I'm a knob. And then finally he goes, I see you. I see you. Which is also, you know, problematic because he saw um, her as a close friend, almost family, and she wanted something else. Right. And uh, then romantically he... 
the light switches for him and he's like a doy so i agree with sam on that one just because i've seen that trope before it just seems like a trope where i see Mm. you now and it's like fuck you we saw each other before we were close friends you know Right, what's changed? Like, do you have new glasses now? <laughs> exactly. Did your prescription <laughs> change? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Turns out I'm actually nearsighted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I might agree maybe with um, not appreciating as a staple in his life, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as, a, as opposed to romantically. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it's just like his lack of awareness of the role that she plays in his life but I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this the last thing I say though watch me (laughs) eat my words there um I just want to point out like a micro thing like a little word thing uh something that I like to do something we all like Mm. to do um I want I guess I want to point to the first thing that Alexander says when we see his face Mm. so uh like the very first time in the series the very first time that we see his face We've seen his, we've seen the back of his head, which is ridiculous. um, (laughs) Before this, but uh, and then he turns around and he says, "Closer." Mm. And there's this mixture of disdain and exasperation and sort of impatience on his face as he says that, and also just sort of like annoyance, which is really like funny to me, kind of. Um, (laughs) But so that's the first scene in which we see his face when he has speaking lines. Um, And then the very last scene in which we see his beautiful face uh, is the closing shot of the series in which he emerges gouged and bloody, but still also handsome, Mm. uh, from the fold. And he turns back to it and says to the fold itself, follow. Mm. The man speaks in a lot of imperatives. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's the last thing I'll say about that. (laughs) All the YAs is a podcast recorded and produced by Steph, Sydney, and Sam. But we couldn't do what we do without our many collaborators, including Stella Bowman, Pam Locke, Olivia Milroy Evans, and Cecilia Christman. Our theme music was composed by Nate Kuhn. Our cover photo captured by Sean Malik and our logo designed by Lara Musser. And many thanks to you, our listeners. Contact us at alltheyas at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We love getting your questions, comments, suggestions, and any shit about YA that you think is funny. Thanks for listening. In episode six... Everyone is on the run or on the hunt. I'm gonna, I'm, can I look at you all? Because you're. I can't look at stuff. I will I'm not sorry. be able to think. I okay. can make my video go away. All right. So, all right. We love Steph. We love her esophagus, but I can't look at them right now. Um, Steph. So, esophagus is on full display. Put your esophagus away. Put your esophagus okay. away.